Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Holding It All Together When You're Hypermobile, written by Christy Cox. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tired of being told there's no name or treatment for your illness? That it's all in your head? Or that your pain can't be real because you're too young, old, pretty, bright, healthy, normal to have a chronic disorder? What if instead there was someone who knew what you were going through and could teach you strategies for coping with rare chronic illness? This is not a false hope. You can turn pain into possibility with this life-changing book that can help everyone with elusive hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, or HEDS. From those newly diagnosed to those who have suffered in silence for decades, Wherever you are on your journey navigating the complexities of chronic illness, you're not alone. Christy Cox explores not only the physical effects of HEDS, but its emotional impact as well. As a fellow patient and medical rarity, known to doctors as zebras, she's experienced her body's betrayal and suffered through the myriad complications stemming from this disease but she's also found a way out from the depths of this life-altering disorder with wisdom you can turn into hope. As a self-advocacy guide, she offers practical, no-nonsense advice about living with chronic illness and the concrete steps you can take to achieve a new normal. In her book, you'll discover a healing prescription for the miracle of the modern mindset a look at the latest scientific research on the edge of answers, Q&A interviews with expert doctors and advocacy groups, guidance for how to help loved ones better understand HEDS, Christie's own inspiring story of how she came to live her best life, lessons, questions, and quotes to inspire your search for answers. This book gives you the tools and resources you need to get back to living the life you want. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Holding It All Together When You're Hypermobile. Introduction, straight from the zebra's mouth. In life, we encounter many dark nights of the soul, where in the intensity of the moment, life can feel completely hopeless. But if we hold on until the next day, things can change. An incremental shift in our thinking, a gradual acceptance or a sudden change in our circumstances can radically alter how we view our situation from one day to the next. It won't always feel like this is a mantra that always rings true no matter what situation we're in or where we are in our life's journey. Lindsay Clark Let's start by establishing the end goal right up front. To be better. That is the goal. Is it achievable when you have a chronic illness? I believe it is. Dr. Wayne W. Dyer used to say in his speeches, Your goal isn't to be better than anyone else. 
Your goal is to be better than you used to be. That quote has always resonated with me. If you set the goal of being better than you used to be, then you're succeeding in your own life journey. We're all on different life paths, so the improvements that I needed to make may not be the same as those you need, and vice versa. The purpose of this book is to help you understand how you might be able to change your circumstances by changing your habits, actions, and behaviors to enhance your life experience. My suggestions, resources, and tools are things I have done with success. They boil down to a set of simple ways to improve your overall well-being through the practice of daily, practical, and healthy habits. This book is written to help anyone who is chronically ill with hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, HEDS, searching for answers and cannot obtain the correct diagnosis, the right doctor to help, or the treatment for lifelong, and sometimes rare, medical conditions that have no answers. But it is also written to honor your journey and let you know you are seen and heard. I understand and can empathize because I have been there. This book is meant to help you feel validated for all the struggles you are facing. I have pulled from various resources, my own experiences, fellow patients and online public forums to collectively gather this list of healing habits. I am not a medical provider and have no medical training, and I can only share my limited personal experience. I recognize EDS manifests itself in various ways for different people, so I do not expect all of the suggestions to help everyone. But I do believe that there are more than just a few nuggets of helpful information for you or someone you care about who might be dealing with HEDS. I want to share with you what I learned over the last decade so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that I made and live a more fulfilling life. One thing is incontrovertibly true for people with chronic disease. If you don't make time for your wellness, you'll later be forced to make time for your illness. This book isn't just about getting over being sick. It's also about warding off disease by working through work-life balance challenges, reprioritizing your life, tackling today's demanding lifestyle through effective stress management, and learning important lessons on actually being present and choosing joy and happiness in your life, despite illness. Why you should listen to this audiobook. Tired of being told there's no name or treatment for your illness? That you're just making it up for attention? That your pain is imaginary? Or that it can't be real because you're too young, old, pretty, bright, healthy, normal to have a chronic disorder? You are not alone. I know, because I've been there. Prior to my diagnosis, my life used to be unmanageable. And there have been times since that I've still felt alone, confused, frustrated, and even hopeless. I understand the chronic pain and fatigue and feelings of being dismissed by medical professionals and loved ones alike. It is like pushing a boulder uphill sometimes when your body gives out just as you think you are getting stronger again. But slowly I've worked my way back to health and happiness and discovered on the way that the process I took to find my way back could help others. There are techniques that can help you self-manage the flares and hope to live well with HEDS. If you are like me and grieving the loss of your identity, your relationships, your job, 
and your sense of safety and security, I hope this book helps you find a path to regain the strength, courage, and resilience to rise up. In it, I offer my best strategies for dealing with ongoing chronic illness and regaining control. My goal here is to share in a simple, accessible way the resources, tips, and tools I have learned in my journey with HEDS and some of its comorbidities. No matter where you are on your journey, there are nuggets in here that offer you wisdom, ideas to test out, or glimmers of hope for a brighter future. The advice contained in these pages runs the gamut of physical, emotional, social, and spiritual resources that culminate in a unique recipe for a happy and healthy life, one that can help you overcome your mental and physical struggles with chronic pain and incurable illness. Knowledge and self-management skills are power. A positive approach to problem-solving and decision-making will aid in keeping your sense of independence. In the chapters that follow, you'll find an easy-to-follow healing methodology with tips for how to focus on wellness and stress reduction through rest, relaxation, and mindfulness. Like an old family recipe for a purpose-driven life, I share the right ingredients for happiness and teach you through step-by-step instructions the secret sauce for healing. The culmination of habits outlined in this book changed my life. I did not plan for a life with EDS, like any of us did, right? But these tools represent how I learned to live my best life with EDS and not be defined by it. Despite some tough long-term challenges, I continue to rise above, seek help, and get proper treatment to improve my overall quality of life. I purposefully use the behaviors and actions found in the daily habits and activities which follow to instill discipline in my self-care. I have achieved astonishing results, and I'm convinced they can do the same for you. If you're listening to this book, there's one thing for certain you know. There is no silver bullet solution, no magic pill or therapy that works 100% of the time. That's why the patient-inspired toolkit I've created for you doesn't just have individual tools, but recommendations for how to use them in concert with each other or variations of each, like a poo-poo platter. What I use changes day to day. Some days I can't do physical therapy or exercise, and all I can manage is a shower and squeezing in some meditation to ease the pain. Included in these pages is advice for learning to recognize which tools are called for, which is just as important as having the tool in your toolkit. Why the Zebra Mascot? By following this path, I was able to discover the proverbial pony in the pile of shit. Only it wasn't a pony. It was a zebra, the mascot people with EDS have adopted. I continue to be extremely grateful for all my EDS friends on social media, forums, and support groups who have supported me on this book-writing journey. I involved many of you in decisions about the book, such as selecting the title and the cover design. I thank you for all your feedback and input. I wrote this for us, by a patient, for a patient. No matter where you are in your journey, new to the disease, not yet diagnosed, or maybe many years in and well-versed, I hope you find something within to move you forward. Why has the EDS community adopted the zebra mascot? In medical school, 
students learn the phrase, think horses, not zebras, when you hear the sound of hooves, as part of their education to become doctors. Medical professionals use the term zebra to describe a very rare illness. To prevent patients from being misdiagnosed with unusual illnesses, doctors are instructed to assume that the simplest explanation is typically correct. Doctors learn to anticipate the most prevalent ailments. But as a result, many doctors appear to forget that zebras do exist, making it more difficult for patients with unusual diseases to receive diagnosis and treatment. EDS victims are referred to as medical zebras because the disorder is not easily recognizable. We all have distinct symptoms and different presentations of the condition, and even within families, it can be quite varied. Every zebra in the wild has a unique stripe pattern, much like every human has a unique set of fingerprints. The same is true for everyone suffering with EDS, and the EDS community, identifying one another by our stripes, has come together in online forums and organizations and embraced the zebra identity. How this book is organized. This book is organized into five sections. The first is about my journey to being correctly diagnosed, the process by which people get diagnosed in general, and an overview of some common comorbidities of hypermobility. The second addresses the emotional challenge of coping with a chronic illness such as EDS, including unresolved pain and frustration, and how to overcome these challenges. The third part delves into the most critical aspect of healing, reducing stress that will finally allow the body and the mind to resume its normal healing processes. In the fourth section, I examine habits that can restore your body to better functioning with EDS, including modalities of gentle exercise, nutrition, and physiotherapy. The fifth section concludes with ways you can learn to live your best life possible by prioritizing self-care, nurturing helpful relationships with others, and where to find more support in the community. At the end of the book, you will also find a collection of resources including advocacy leaders' insights, medical specialist interviews with well-known EDS experts, and information on filing for disability from a disability lawyer. I am honored to include these interviews and deeply grateful to these individuals for sharing their wisdom beyond the experiences of one patient. Each of the chapters in Parts 3 through 5 outline a healing habit I call my M's. It starts with managing pain, the medical system, and setting the proper mindset. From there, I expand on how to manage stress, autonomic dysfunction, and how to bring mindfulness and even meditation to your approach. Next, I focus on the physical body, moving away from the aspects led by your mind to see how movement, meals, minerals, and methods such as massage and physiotherapy can help. I end by speaking to the matters of the soul, where you can learn to prioritize and optimize your goals to rekindle your relationship with yourself and others. At the end of each chapter, I prompt you to take action to help yourself because how you cope with chronic illness is within some of your control and you have a choice to make on how to proceed forward. I offer three choices. The AAA of rescue from chronic illness. They are three simple yet different ways to approach it through your head, your heart, or your hands.
With your head, you can ponder to gain more self-awareness and to assess potential changes logically. Or through your hands, you can consider taking action and move forward in your self-advocacy. And if you're not quite ready yet, try to reaffirm to yourself that you are growing and changing for the better by repeating a strong affirmation to yourself regularly that supports your ongoing health and healing. You may choose to skim over the medical data described in layman's terms in the early chapters if you are well-versed, or don't skip it if you're newly diagnosed. Consider jumping right into the healing habits in the latter part of the book to refresh ideas on small ways you can help yourself. Or use the index to look up specific topics, such as comorbidities, specific tips on types of treatment, or other coping mechanisms to try. Change is hard. And progress does not mean perfect. I have spent so much time gathering together data, research, and other insights on EDS that I am compelled to share it with you in this book. You will see imperfections, errors, and occasional typos in the book. That has been part of my process, to be all right with being imperfect. I do not expect any of us to be perfect. Progress forward is the goal. If you can take one element and start to address it, you can start to regain your sense of self and well-being for the better. While the long journey to finally achieving a diagnosis can provide a sense of relief, it can also bring fear, frustration, anger, and despair. However, many of the symptoms once analyzed are predictable, explainable, and can be self-managed to some extent by learning what and how things affect you and how best to make effective use of treatments and advice given by your care team. A poem, What If, written for those of us who struggle with health issues by my friend Cleona Malloy. What if my world turns upside down, with fear and worry pulling so strong? What if I do or say something wrong, or fail miserably letting everyone down? What if my body doesn't work so well, impairing my independence, taking too long? What if I'm misunderstood and judged for just being me when others don't understand difference, diversity? What if anxiety takes hold and I flee to a place that is lonely where there is only me? What if no one will notice or understand when I am trying my best, when I am showing my hand? Or, what if my world was peaceful and calm, with acceptance, presence, and relative balm? Because all the what-ifs don't happen as planned. Being in the now, reducing the load, letting go of the past, letting the future unfold. What if I fail every so often, but learn that life is about lessons, growth, and return to the present moment where reality sits, Accepting my body and mind with all the quirky bits. Not seeking perfection, but enjoying what's good. Not seeking acceptance from others, but helping them learn what if. Difference is beautiful. Diversity is key to the freedom, wellness, and unity of all humanity. What if I accept and celebrate being me? We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Holding It All Together When You're Hypermobile. 
If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.